became stuck. Uh, a boat became stuck in the Amuna on the bank. And since everyone always asks Sanatan Goswami for advice, they did ask him for advice. And then uh, Sanatan Goswami said, you just pray to Madan Mohan. And after you've prayed to Madan Mohan, then you pull, uh, you, you attach ropes and you pull in a certain direction. And then the boat became free. And then the owner, uh, uh, Mr. Kapoor, came to uh, Sanatana Goswami to thank him. said, thank you so much, thank you so much. What can I do for you? Sanatana Goswami said, I didn't do anything. Uh, I didn't do anything. You prayed to Madan Mahan. And that is why, why the boat moved. Can you hold? Therefore, you should do something for me, you should do something for Madan Mahan. Why don't you build a temple for that? So, that actually, he actually built that Madan Mahan temple. And, of course, the ship that got stuck, what was the load of that ship? So, because you tasted, you tasted that bread, right? <laughs> and if you get that every day, I mean, after all, you can understand, after a while, you want little salt or something, some chutney maybe. First salt, next day you want chutney also. That's why Sanatan Goswami was strict. Because Sanatan Goswami was in the renounced order of life. And Sanatan Goswami came to Vrindavan to live very simple and uh, totally in contrast to his royal life. Uh, when Sanatan Goswami was the Prime Minister of Nawab Goswami, or uh, the Nawab uh, Hussein Shah, he lived basically in royal Muslim dress. Rupin Sanatan lived like Muslim aristocracy. And yet, they had their own place, Ramakali, which was where they tried to recreate Vietnam. Uh, they had their Aradakund and Shamakund. They had their uh, Lalitakund and Vishakakund. In this way, um, the, uh, they were already Krishna conscious before they met Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Chananda was preaching, and Nichananda's preaching was simply ecstatic kirtan. And such ecstatic kirtan that people were dancing, and Chaitanya Bhagavat describes it that they were like dancing in such ecstasy they forgot everything there was this group of young boys they didn't eat for one month because they got so fired up in the kirtan they couldn't stop anymore so and then at the after that one month they were ripping trees out of the ground in ecstasy okay? meanwhile there were old men okay? and these old men would would jump uh, jump in the trees and dance on the branches. So in this way, 
Chaitanya Bhagavad is describing Nichananda's Kirtan party going all over Bengal. And in that way, he made so many devotees. But in terms of following scripture, that part was not so strong. But here in Vrindavan, Rupa and Sanatana established the conclusions of the scriptures. We were chanting Nana Shastra Vichara Naikani Dharma Samstapaku, which means that they were scrutinizing many Vedic literatures to establish the true principles of religion. And because Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had spoken to them and had explained his teachings, but there were no books. So then Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu ordered them to write the books. So what they were doing is they were taking the teachings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and collecting evidence from many scriptures to support these teachings of Mahaprabhu. So they did, and in this way they basically wrote a whole theology. Huh? And, and that of course was a very, very important contribution. And then later we see that Narottam and Srinivas and Shamananda, they are next generation. Huh? And they are the next generation. And they were sent with the books, the manuscripts of the Goswamis to Bengal. And okay, there's many pastimes, and we'll discuss that later. But these books then were distributed on the first Gorpunim festival after the disappearance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu uh, 48 years in 1533 because in India traditionally they would say that you that on your on your western 47th birthday your 48th year begins so then you are 48 <laughs> We only say you're 48 after you after 48 years are finished, but in traditionally in India they'd say 48 begins when it begins. That's your 48 years, so you're 48. So they said Chaitanya Mahaprabhu left when he's 48 years old, but he left actually when he's 47, right? By Western uh, dating, he left in 1533, right? Appeared in 1486. So in this way. Um, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, after his disappearance, the first Gorpunim festival was in Ketari, the place of Narutam. And there, there was a huge festival. And at that time, everybody came. And Achyutananda, the son of Advaita Acharya, brought many devotees from Bengal. And Janavamata was brought. Now, Janavamata had first been brought to Vrindavan to hear from Rupa Goswami. And she had heard from Rupa Goswami explanations about the Goswami books. So Janavamata was very, very conversant with the Goswami literature. Then that Goswami literature was brought to Kateri and all the Bengalis were given these books. Now. No, no, these books are, are very important. Yes, Janavamata said. Oh, she's the wife of Nichananda. Oh, then, then, yes, then we'll accept. 
So in this way, everyone accepted the books of Rupa and Sanatana. And in this way, the teachings of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu actually became established in Bengal. Huh? Otherwise, uh, the ecstasy was there, but no one really understood. So in this way, that mission of Naratam, Srinivas, and Shamananda was very important to bring these books to Bengal. So, and still we see that in our movement today, that Vrindavan is actually the place of scholarship and Mayapur is the place of ecstatic kirtan. It still doesn't mean there are no scholars there, I'm not saying that, but of course, Sila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur was there and here, and he was the greatest scholar. So, but still, um, many manuscripts are still here in Vrindavan, uh, in the various temples, or also uh, the government started a research institute, Vrindavan Research Institute, where they start to keep many of the original Goswami books and, and manuscripts. So, Um, in this way, uh, Rupa and Sanatan carried forward the mission of Mahaprabhu. Mahaprabhu in Vrindavan simply experienced the greatest ecstasy. He was so absorbed in internal spiritual life that when he sat under, under the tamarind tree, his meditation on Krishna was so deep that he just changed color. So Mahaprabhu was here uh, in a deep emotional state. Mahaprabhu was in Vrindavan. Uh, he wasn't able at that time to, uh, to get into teaching. Okay? That he did out of Vrindavan as a sannyasi. He was in the Madhya Leela of Chaitanya Charitamri. Chaitanya Charitamri is divided up in three parts. Adi Leela is describing the early pastimes of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And then the Madhya Leela is describing the pastimes after sannyas. So up to 24 years of age is, is Adi Leela. And then Madhya Leela begins with sannyas and with his preaching. As a sannyasi, he becomes an acharya, he becomes a teacher. And then we get really the teachings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu explained. We get philosophy and so on. In the, in the Antya Leela, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is in the greatest ecstasy. That already starts also very much in the Madhya Leela. And his trip to Vrindavan is actually in the Madhya Leela. But anyway, we're digesting that in the Antya Leela and we're going deeper into the Vrindavan experience and the internal Vrindavan experience Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has. And at that stage, he is just relishing his love of God. Um, it is said love of God exists in different stages. First it is like like a smoldering fire where some smoke is coming but it's not like really burning yet right? so the symptoms of love of god begin to manifest but such symptoms of love of god can be controlled 
But then when energy is described as Dumaita, that stage is the smoking stage, right, of love of God. But then when it becomes actually Jalita, when the fire is lit and is actually burning, then one can no longer contain, one can no longer hide the symptoms of love of God. At that stage, these symptoms of love of God are just too much, too overwhelming, too overpowering. And then finally, there is one stage where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came, and that is known as Sudipta. And this Sudipta stage was like intensely inflamed, intensely blazing. So a blazing fire. So in this way, the love of God of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was described as a blazing fire, which could not be controlled in any possible way. Therefore, we see that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, in his love of God, was virtually mad at times. Right? He came to Vindavan, jumped into Yamuna, didn't want to come out. His servant had to pull him out. He's underwater. He's drowning. And how long can he be underwater? He didn't come out. So his servant quickly pulled him out. Otherwise, you know, he might just leave his body. Right? So he was. He didn't care about even keeping his body together. He simply was absorbed in, in such deep emotions in relation to Krishna. And that's all that mattered. So a totally different matter. I mean, we can see, you know, like in the world where we live, uh, you have ambulances, they have sirens, and everyone pulls over to the side. This is, now it gets serious. No, no, now it gets, oh, life and death. Whoa, 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 whoa. Now it's serious. But this is not serious. Only love for Krishna is serious. Now we are remembering Krishna. This is serious. Oh, life or death. You know, like Prabhupada said, the body was never alive. The body does. The soul doesn't die, and the body doesn't die. Huh? First of all, the soul doesn't die. And the body doesn't die either. So what you mean? Body doesn't die? No, the body doesn't die because it was never alive. It was always dead. It's simply the soul that moves the dead body around. So the whole idea that the body is dying is illusion. The body doesn't die. The body was dead all along. And only the soul is alive. And in this way, in this way, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu didn't care about life or death. He simply cared about Krishna. Krishna, Krishna. And being close to Krishna. And being, and, and glorifying Krishna. And he was using all his energy in that way. And in that ecstasy, sitting under this tree, his body turned blackish. Like Krishna's body. Huh? Because his love for Krishna was not just, yes, I love Krishna. No, his love was just overwhelming, sudipta, blazing fire. Then, began blackness like Krishna. So, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Bhakta Rupa. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is appearing to give us an understanding 
of what actual bhakti is. He gave us the understanding of what pure devotional service is. Otherwise, we would have never believed, understood, you know. Okay, go to the mandir, say a quick prayer, and throw something, and chalo. Huh? Some prasad, yes, hogya. Everything done. Huh? Very, very nice, very religious person. Oh, yes, he loves Krishna too much. No, that's not loving Krishna. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu showed us what love for Krishna is. And so this place is dedicated to love of God. Well, we have to understand that is... So in this place, we can pray. Uh, just like in, in Bengal, now East Bengal, there is a place called Prem Tali. And it is that a place where Narottam Dastaku appeared and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu put some uh, some Krishna praying in the Ganga so that in the future Narottam could get it. So I decided to go to that place. You know, and then I decided to go to that river and I took some devotees, some are here now. Jainitai, uh, he was there. Janani was, was there. And then we took a boat and we went to the middle of the river and we jumped in that water just looking in case there was a drop of that Krishna frame left. <laughs> ah. So here also there is the tree behind and uh, so in case there is a drop, uh, a drop of that love of God or a little dust left from the time Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was here in his love of God. We might just get it. So we'll go around the tree one more time after this and collect some dust just in case we're the lucky one. Right? Oh. This is not gambling. It looks like it looks like the lottery. Someone can win the lottery. But it is not gambling because in gambling there is only one person who wins. But here everybody wins. Huh? Everyone who will take some dust will win, but those who find that dust of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, we will see, because the hairs will stand on end, and they'll start jumping around, and tears start shooting in all directions. Blazing love of God. Sudipta. So in this way, we are... Uh, we are not in ordinary places. And yesterday, of course, I spoke about Anukar, Anusar, about imitation and about following in the footsteps. And I mentioned that whenever we encounter some uh, descriptions about extraordinary levels of devotion and surrender, that obviously we cannot, we cannot attain that just like that. But we follow in the footsteps. We, we want to go forward on the path of pure devotion with courage. See, these things give us courage to go forward because we might be hesitating. We might think, well, you know, I have a nice house, I have a nice family, I have a nice soft bed, 
I have a good fridge, Maharaj, and many good things in there. I have, we have a big television screen also. We have nice cars. Uh, we have holiday home. And we have a good fat bank account. Yes. Shavings. <laughs> we have good shavings. And so many things we have. And now, you ask us to focus exclusively on Krishna. Alright, but the body also needs something. Huh? So, in this way, how can we fully focus on Krishna? Cannot imitate, but we can try to increase our service to Krishna, our surrender to Krishna, and, and that, as I explained yesterday, and I repeat, I'm repeating it so that it will stay, stay with us as a major impression of this Parikrama, that we are trying to increase our surrender. Surrender is not done at once. Surrender is done at every moment, and surrender needs to build up. Huh? You cannot lift a heavy weight without practice, only by practicing. Huh? It said there was a young girl in Gujarat, and one day her father asked her to carry a calf up the stairs and put it on the roof. So stairs is on the side of the house, on the outside, and she took the calf, walked up, and put it on the roof. After one year, that little girl was carrying a bull and putting it on the roof. So even little girls can carry bulls. What about the man? What about the boys? Uh, therefore, uh, somehow or other by practice, apyasi yogi yuktena chetasananyagamina paramam purusham diryam yatipachanasintya it is by practice that we can actually strengthen our surrender. Huh? By increasing our practice. So this is what we are here for, to increase, to get that inspiration, to somehow or other increase our practice. Then, miracles will happen. Because as we are trying to increase our practice, we f then we find that we are not alone. Then we find that Krishna is also there. And then, uh, then we can, with the help of Krishna, everything can be done. I'm sure you remember that story of the sparrow that lost the eggs to the ocean and Garuda came, right? But maybe you missed the point of the story. The point of the story is that just as Garuda came to help the sparrow, who alone could never drink the ocean, in the same way Krishna will come to help us. We alone will never make it, if it depends on, on, on the quality of our service, right? Some of us have been practicing devotional service for many lives, for many, many years now in this life. So, if we see well, and we made, if we made one...
it. We've already used the Just like this. We also, we are trying and endeavoring and then hoping to attract the mercy of Krishna and he'll do the rest. Sarva Dharman Parityamami Kamsaranam Raja Hamtam Sarva Papidio Moksyasyami Masujaha. Which means that abandon all variety of activity and surrender unto me. That's what we have to do. And then Krishna says, I will do the rest. I will take away the remnants of your sinful reactions and I will I will take you back, basically. Do not fear. Right? So this is the point. We, if it depends on us, it may never happen. But we try. So here in Vindavan, we're trying to come to pure devotional service. That is our objective. Just for a blue mundane. At least for a moment. So let's go around and, uh, and get some of that dust. I think that tunnel is protecting a, a branch. Uh, that branch, there was a branch there. They say that when they were building the neighboring house, that they cut the branch and the branch started bleeding. That's an old story. Not recent, that's going back to the time of Bhaktisiddhanta. 